everyone, Lucy Kippers here. I'm the editor of Flying Solo and the host of this podcast where we peek inside the everyday lives of our inspiring small business community. Women were the largest growing demographic in the Australian small business space last year and that's a statistic that's reflected very nicely in our own Flying Solo community where just under 60% are women small business owners. Women and how to market to them is the backbone of Katrina McCarter's business, Marketing to Mums, and she joins us on the Flying Solo podcast today to share her insights into the women doing great things in this business space and what we can learn about them for our own business. Katrina, welcome back to the Flying Solo podcast. Oh, thanks so much for having me, Lucy. I love getting together and having a chat. So do I, um, and I love your insights. But for people that may not have heard of you or your business before, can you just give us a little rundown on what it is that you do? Yeah, absolutely. So I'm 20 years sales and marketing background, a, a corporate escapee. Um, I am a marketing and partnership strategist and I have two businesses. My first business is Marketing to Mums, which is a consultancy that works with business owners and helps them attract more mums and families to their business. And my second business is Partnership Mastery. And that's a program I run to help small business owners and entrepreneurs um, identify and negotiate their own marketing partnerships. Okay, great. The theme of the podcast today is women in the small business space and why we as business owners should be attracting more of them into our own business. Why do you think it's important that we need to attract more women? Oh, well, let's start by talking about their buying and spending power. Uh, Women across the world are responsible for more than $28 trillion in spending every year. And uh, what we are seeing in um, in the business space is that women are entering business at almost three times the rate of men and have been doing this now for well in excess of a decade. And we see that they tend to... um, move into the small business market in their business. So that's another reason why. But what I really wanted to touch on is that women are incredible influencers and particularly mothers. We see that when a woman has a child, she is eight times more likely to talk about brands and refer them to friends um, and her extended family members. So they're almost like mini influencers in their own right. So they are a very attractive group to be talking about your business. Absolutely. Actually, I was having a conversation with someone just yesterday saying that the school gate is one of the most, you know, amazing places to be networking as a woman because if you need anything, you're there and you're talking to each other and it is all about word of mouth. Absolutely. And don't discount um, your after-school activities as well. I have found Mm. the basketball mums um, a fantastic source for incredible information for business. Um, And that is actually how I sourced my my editor for my first book was actually just asking the mums. It's amazing. So... I mean, I just read out a statistic there in my intro that last year showed a real rise in the growth of of women in the small business space. But why is your message so important for this year than in previous years? Mm, Really great question, Lucy. I think that what we've seen with the pandemic is that people have really re-evaluated their lives. Um, We did a study last year of more than 1,400 millennial mothers across the the country and uh, what was really clear was that they were really critically re-evaluating their lives. What was working? 
working for them, what wasn't. One of the things that we have seen is that women have been increasingly leaving the workplace because um, they don't have the flexibility of work arrangements that they need um, that, that are not being catered for. And so we're increasingly seeing women entering the small business space or the, the gig economy. So I think that there are, are growing numbers of women running their own businesses. So I think that it uh, it, it is an important time um, to be considering them. Yeah, absolutely. And, it, you know, that flexibility thing is so, is so important and something I feel really passionate about myself. But I was hoping that after last year and with us all working from home, that maybe that sort of opened the floodgates in regard to that being a a much easier discussion to have. I think I think it is becoming an easier discussion, but it's not there yet. And I think what we're also seeing is that um, uh, with this critical evaluation of their lives, women are looking for more meaningful work as well. Um, I think that they've that they've said, you know, I don't want to be doing this anymore. I, I would like to do something for for myself. Yeah, absolutely. So, are there segments of women which represent greater opportunity than others in terms of the small business opportunity? Yes, definitely. Uh, look, I'd say there's probably three areas that I would consider. Um, in all our research, we have found that the most dissatisfied group of women in our community are who I call the invisible women, and they're women over 40. They're Gen X women, um, and they feel largely overlooked. Uh, they feel that they're a product and services that they would perhaps like that aren't available to them. They're not depicted in marketing communications. Um, the, this community is, uh, or this segment of women, uh, are actually often controlling up to three generations of spend. They might have uh, dependent children at home. They might also be dealing with the ailing health of their parents as well. Mm. Um, and that gives them incredible buying power and they are thirsty and hungry for products and services that, as I said, they really don't feel are being delivered. So there's enormous opportunity in that in that segment of the market. The other area that I would say is really looking at um, the younger millennial group of women. Uh, we see that they are really hungry for tech-first solutions uh, to their problems. I call them our tech-first women. Um, and they're a really growing and interesting segment, uh, particularly um, if you have got any kind of online or online offer, but really looking at how you can help them solve their problems through technology. And the third area that I would really, uh, you know, uh, shine a light on is women in business. Uh, as we've just pointed out, they are a very growing segment. Um, and I don't feel uh, particularly always well catered for. So I think that there's a lot of opportunity there still in this in this segment of the market. And Katrina, what about when I think about particularly marketing to mothers, um, being that I am also one, um, I'm thinking about time, like time is my biggest mm -hmm. problem. So I'm assuming then that any business that's helping us save time is also going to be in incredibly attractive. And I guess that's what you're saying when you're speaking to the to the the tech first sort of 
cohort as well? Definitely. Look, I think um, predominantly a lot of businesses uh, will think uh, that they need to play out on price. And I think what's really important is to consider that women actually value other things besides price. And one of those key things or an increasing area is that they value time and convenience. So you really have a look at your, you know, your product offering, your service offering. How can you cater for her growing need uh, to give her back more time um, and provide her with greater convenience? That is highly prized by women. So what are some of the best ways that we as small business owners who might have a limited budget, particularly you know, at the beginning of this year, certainly. Um, what are some of the ways that we can start attracting women to our business? Well, I love this question because I'm all about resourceful marketing. Um, I find, uh, look, I'd probably give a, a few tips. Straight up testimonials. In all our research, um, we've done large research in 2016 and again in 2019. And the number one reason mothers in particular uh, buy is by a written testimonial. And this actually um, outranked a mum-to-mum verbal recommendation, which has shocked me in both studies. Mm. Um, but but you know um, that's that's what our data is telling us, and so um, written testimonials are really important. Businesses need to be sourcing those testimonials, but not just sourcing them, actually making them very accessible to prospective customers and clients. So um, certainly, when I'm working with my clients, I make sure that they've got they're sharing testimonials on their social media at least once a fortnight, if not once a week. But make sure that they're accessible and that you've got a a process for collecting uh, testimonials. The second thing I would say is um, storytelling is is so incredibly important when you're wanting to attract women. Women are emotive and they really connect with the stories and they really repel the hard sell. So the more that you can share a story of a client or a customer and their experience working with you and what kind of outcome they got, um, that's a really nice soft sell. Um, And women respond very, very favorably to this. The other, just when we're talking about storytelling, I think one of the most important stories uh, that's not going to cost you anything um, to share is your own story. Why it is that you do what you do? Because women want to connect that you're passionate about what you do and that they're subconsciously working out if their values are aligned with yours. So that's a really important element of the storytelling. And the third one that I would say without question is partnerships. I um, I have built, uh, I'm now building my third business uh, using partnerships and that's working with uh, like-minded other business owners who share the same data, uh, share the same ideal client as me, but we're not in direct competition. Um, many businesses right now have had their marketing budgets slashed and there is great opportunity for small businesses to partner with really big brands right now uh, who, are, who are looking to be more creative um, and uh, where you can uh, reach more and really grow your awareness about what it is that you do. So partnerships for sure. Yeah, I love that. I love that point particularly. I'm seeing that too just in my own work here, how, 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 much, how much more common that is um, certainly is a part of a conversation and how important it is just to strike up that conversation with someone. Um, and not be afraid of it. 
Yeah, I think that a lot of small business owners that I meet um, are really uh, find it are quite a, an overwhelming space, and they think that a small brand can't can, uh, can't actually partner with a big brand. I can tell you, to, um, I've done it multiple times. A lot of my clients have done it. Um, you actually are quite attractive uh, to to a big brand. It's about understanding what it is that you've got to to give that would be valued by that big brand. And having that understanding, I think, can really set you up for uh, for, for great conversations and negotiations. So with all that in mind, are there any mistakes that we need to avoid in this process? Yeah, look, I'd probably say um, uh, try and avoid the temptation to kind of target all women um, because uh, what we see is that you really just you, you connect with nobody and you kind of stand there wondering why your sales aren't coming in, really being clear about who who your audience is or what segment of the female market that you're wanting to attract is really important because, uh, you know, we're all very different. There are different communication styles and preferences by generations and it's important to be aware of those. The other thing that I would say is once you've really identified um, who they are, make sure that you take the time to get the know, to know them deeply. I find a lot of uh, business businesses will just know them fairly superficially um, and have a have a basic understanding and they're really missing out on some opportunities to really strengthen relationships with their clients or prospects. Mm-hmm. Um, and I find that those businesses that, uh, you know, end up targeting very broadly and don't understand their clients deeply tend to have real trust and credibility issues and they have uh, you know very poor loyalty and often declining sales so they would be the mistakes to avoid. Great to know and who do you think in Australia is doing a good job at connecting with women in the B2C space? Oh look I would have to say Active Truth. Active Truth are two women up in Queensland uh, Nadia and Stevie um, uh, two mums that have designed an app leisure brand that has really been incredibly well well pitched to the female audience and it is very inclusive. They noted that uh, a lot of brands in this space actually have a very limited size ranging and they have um, an extended size ranging and their language, their communications, um, their relationship builds, it's all beautifully done with a deep understanding of, of their clients um, I often suggest to uh, a lot of a lot of my clients, you know, jump on their mailing list. They do such a good job with their communications. Jump on their socials. Uh, they're really doing it well. And if you want to learn, um, definitely uh, Active Truth do a great job. Another one would be Modi Body, mm-hmm. um, the period underwear. They do a great job. They're really tackling, uh, really targeting well at this big drive we're seeing and trend amongst women towards sustainability. Um, So that would be another great brand to watch. Fantastic. And what about in the B2B space? Yeah, um, I think that this is an area where there's a lot of scope um, there's there's a lot of opportunity in this space as as we've we've both noted there's a huge amount of women entering business um, I think that a lot of big brands are really missing an opportunity here at developing stronger relationships with their female um, clients or prospective clients but I think someone who does do a good job I went out and asked my community this morning and I said you know which ones do you think are, are working really well for you Canva 
came up as one mm-hmm. um, and and people said they loved their ease of use yes. it's low cost it was something that they could do for themselves and just get on a lot of women in small you know they're working as as a solo as a solo operator they need to be able to do some of these tasks themselves um, so canva they felt really was doing a great job um, another one which I think um, you know it doesn't really hone in on the female audience yet it has a very female uh, strong female audience is that Actually, who gives a crap? Which is a subscription-based toilet, uh, you know, toilet paper, um, but targets well uh, women in business who are running businesses, um, who are uh, who are requiring a subscription service of of uh, toilet paper into their business. Um, so that's that's they're kind of two two suggestions. There's a, a lot happening in terms of businesses that are catering for women in business, um, but still, I think um, that there's a lot of scope there for for brands in this space. Fantastic. Um- Katrina, you've given us such a great overview there. If there was someone listening at the moment who'd like to understand a bit, dig a, di- a bit deeper in terms of how to connect or engage or, or convert more women in their business, where would you suggest their next step should be? Yeah, look, um, certainly grow your learning. Um, I've got a lot of uh, free research available on the Marketing to Mums website. There's two free reports there. I've got a couple of books. Um, my first book, Marketing to Mums, is more for the small business player. The second book, The Mother of All Opportunities, is really looking at trends and opportunities Um, they would be two places uh, that you could go and then if you were really looking at exploring the partnerships um, head over to partnershipmastery.global excellent and if someone wanted to have a chat with you where's the best place to find you is it linkedin or your website or instagram all the above yeah, look, I'm, I'm fairly active on LinkedIn. Um, otherwise, shoot me an email. Uh, I'm Katrina at katrinamakata.com. Thanks so much, Katrina. It's always um, insightful speaking with you and best of luck with the year ahead. Thanks so much, Lucy, and to you also. 